Welcome to the Plan B CRNA podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Jones, and I'm so excited that you're here. The Plan B CRNA podcast is the only show made specifically for nurse anesthetists who are exploring options outside of their traditional career paths. This is the place to expand your mind and your goals as we uncover new ways to produce side income together. Journey with me as I go down various rabbit holes to explore the best Plan B options for you. This episode is brought to you by On Call Capital. On Call Capital is dedicated to educating CRNAs and other healthcare providers about investing outside of the traditional stock market. On Call Capital also provides opportunities for you, yes, you, to create passive income and generational wealth while also lowering your taxable income through investments in the apartment and alternative investment spaces. If you haven't hit subscribe yet, make sure you do that right now so that you don't miss an episode. Thanks so much for joining me today. And now on with the show. Welcome to the rabbit hole on the Plan B CRNA podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Jones. And before we get started with today's episode, I have to tell you about a tremendous income producing opportunity. Our team is partnering to purchase and rehab a luxury drug rehabilitation center in Clinton, North Carolina. We have a 30-year triple net lease for $600,000 gross rent per year with 3% revenue sharing and 4.5% annual increases included. The tenants who are operating the facility have extensive experience in starting and managing substance abuse facilities. We plan to refinance the property within two years to return all investor capital, providing the potential for infinite returns. Projected cash on cash is 10%. The equity multiple is over 4X in 10 years. And the projected IRR is a whopping 50% with the refinance. If you're interested in putting your money to work for you, this is a great way to get started. Make sure you reach out to me today if you're interested. Now, throughout my journey in finding a plan B, I've gone down numerous rabbit holes to figure out which ones work for me. And since I've done some of this research already, I only think it's right to bring that information to fellow healthcare professionals to help aid in your search. As always, it's important for you, the listener, to do your own research and form your own opinions. Everyone's situation is unique, and a plan B that works for one healthcare provider doesn't always work for another. Self-awareness is the key in any decision you make, since you must have an accurate grasp of your own strengths, weaknesses, and goals. Our topic today is one that I've seen a lot of activity in over the last couple of years. Whether you invest on an individual level or as part of a fund, I want to see if it can really work out for you. So our rabbit hole of the day is dun, 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 ATMs. Automated teller machines have been around since the 1960s with the general idea of providing a method for withdrawing cash from accounts after bank hours without committing a crime. Many different ideas were thrown around by different banks and engineering teams. The idea of a personal identification number or PIN was proposed by James Goodfellow in 1970, marking a landmark moment in the history of self-service banking. In 1977, ATM numbers surged as Citibank pledged more than $100 million for the installation of machines across New York City. By 1984, the number of ATMs worldwide was around 100,000. Boy, has that exploded, though, with over 4 million operating ATMs around the world today. But you're not really here to listen to the history of ATMs, are you? You want to know how you can profit for them. So let's get into that, shall we? Like many other investments I've profiled, you can make money from ATMs in a few different ways. Perhaps the easiest and most passive method is by investing in stocks for the companies that provide machines and services. I have to caution you here in taking this method, as you 
have issues overall with market risk and the fundamentals of the companies themselves. For instance, NCR Corporation, previously known as National Cash Register, is the world's leading enterprise provider of software, hardware, and services for banks, retailers, restaurants, small businesses, and telecom companies. Their stock has had plenty of volatility in the last several years, and the overall price is at $32.46 per share right now, compared to $9.29 at the IPO in 1996. Now, that's a return of 291% over 26 years, compared with a 437% return for the S&P 500 over the same time frame. Plus, NCR doesn't offer a dividend unlike a lot of index funds and the S&P 500 index fund. Speaking of funds, there are a few ETFs out there that include stocks from the ATM and digital payments industries. Most are weighted towards companies like PayPal, Visa, MasterCard, Square, and others that aren't bad companies in their own right, but they don't really track ATM companies exclusively. Unfortunately, there just aren't that many of them. And the ones that I did find are pretty poorly graded. So I'm not going to bother going into any more detail on them right here. The next way to make money, though, with ATMs is to actually buy and place them yourself. Believe it or not, many of the ATMs that you see in convenience stores, gas stations, clubs, bars, office buildings, and drugstores are owned independently from big banks. In fact, around 60% of ATMs in the U.S. are independently owned by people like you. The obvious draw is simple. ATMs process transactions day and night, regardless of what you're doing individually. With each transaction, owners make money from fees charged to customers. In short, you can make passive income in your sleep. The more you own, the more passive income you create. Pretty simple, right? Well, as you know by now, things aren't always as easy or as passive as they may seem at first glance. So let's look at the profitability and workload of such a venture. The average new ATM costs between $2,500 to $3,500, depending on the bells and whistles that you include. The average fee charged by an ATM owner is around $3, and it's usually split between the ATM owner and the owner of the location where the ATM is being placed. The average split paid to location owners is between $0.50 to $1. ATM owners can also make money through interchange fees, with the average one being around 10 to 20 cents per transaction. This leads us to our next question. How many transactions can you expect per month? Well, that varies a lot by location, but the average number of ATM transactions per month is 180, according to ATM Depot. At $3 a pop, that comes out to... Gross revenue of about $540 per month per machine. Conservatively estimating that you will split that in half between location owner splits and the cost of machine maintenance, and you come out to $270 a month or $3,240 per year per machine. So you can recoup the cost of your ATM investment in around nine to 10 months, which is pretty awesome. Plus, ATMs are depreciable and they usually last between 9 to 10 years, meaning that you're basically making 100% ROI, return on investment, for years. But that's not exactly eye-popping income for one ATM, though. I mean, you'd have to own 9 or 10 of them just to make around $30,000 in passive income. You have to have a lot of them to completely replace your income. But it's not impossible. 
You also have to find the right locations, which does require some scouting and effort. It's tough to know exactly how a particular location is going to perform, so a trial period of about three months or so may be necessary. You'll probably want to avoid long-term contracts in the beginning when you're talking with location owners. Negotiation and clarity with the location owner is vital so that there are no surprises along the way. Now, if you're interested in making this more of a business than a one-off, then you'll probably want to set up an actual business complete with name, logo, online presence, and business entity. You should be able to complete all of this for about, you know, $1,000 or less. And once you've done that, then you have to purchase the machines themselves. There are several different sellers, including ATM Money Machine, ATM Brokerage, Mobile Money, ATM Megastore, and eBay. Figuring out which type works best for you comes down to your budget, location, and strategy. If you're targeting an outdoor location in a rougher neighborhood, you may want a machine with enhanced security features. If you're targeting small businesses with less foot traffic, you may want machines with fewer bells and whistles to save some money. It all depends on your individual plan. You also have to think about transaction processing and filling your machines. ATM processors act as a critical link between your machines and the various payment networks like Visa, MasterCard, and others. These same processing companies often offer full package services, such as selling, repairing, and filling ATMs, providing tracking software, etc. Some ATM processors will take a cut of your fees while others won't. Consider pricing, support, services, and contract terms when doing your research. Some ATM processors are Prenetta, ATMs America, ATM Depot, and Cord Financial, just to name a few. Keep in mind that refilling your machines may be the most labor-intensive part of this whole thing. Most ATMs hold around $2,000 on a rotating basis, which is roughly $6,000 or so per month. Of course, different areas, you may need more, so just keep that in mind. It all depends on their use. Most owners look to fill their machines no more than once per week. But if you refill using your own funds, then you do have some things to consider. You want to refill them at times when no one else is around, which can be a hassle. You are also assuming more risk since the machine may be broken into or you may be robbed while you're filling it. This can result in the loss of thousands of dollars. Now, the alternative is hiring a vault cash management company to take care of this for you. They will provide the funds for the ATM and work with you to set up a schedule for refills. Yes, it can take away some of the profits, but the company likely has insurance on the money with professionals handling the refilling process. You also free up your own money for other things instead of constantly using it to refill those ATMs. Now, this all sounds like a lot of legwork right out of the gate, and it certainly can be. But there is another way around all of this. You can just buy an already established ATM route. There are several websites such as BizBuySell, BizQuest, DealStream, ATM Biz Center, ATM Brokerage, and Vending Connection that offer ATM businesses all over the country. Many of the portfolios that I have seen are in the $50,000 to $200,000 range, making them pretty affordable on the whole. But you can pay several hundred thousand to a couple million dollars as well. One portfolio that I came across in nearby Charlotte has 75 machines that are producing a net profit of over $335,000 per year. Of course, that one is for sale for around $2 million, which would take around six years to officially make your money back. 
there are other smaller portfolios that cash flow enough to pay back your investment within a year or two. These seem like a much more viable option to me than maybe some of those bigger portfolios are. Now, gross profit can vary wildly based on the locations and markets you choose, so you'll have to make your own calculations there. As with any business, you have to do your own due diligence on the locations, age of the machines, contracts, income, and other key metrics before you make any kind of a purchase. But the moral of the story is that buying an already existing business can be a great way to just avoid the hassle of starting your own business. Now, there are some pros and cons to consider with owning your own ATM business. First, let's get the bad news out of the way. The war on cash. If you've ever listened to the Motley Fool Money podcast, you know all too well that cash is under pressure from new payment technologies that are gaining in popularity. Yes, there are plenty of people who still use cash and rely on ATMs, but the folks using independent ATMs tend to be less affluent, they live in more rural areas, or they're part of the underserved banking population. Once modern payment technologies are easier for those underserved folks to access, cash use could really decline. Now, to be fair on this point, I found a lot of conflicting data points for this one. The Guardian wrote that ATM transactions fell by 37% in the UK in 2020, but cash demand actually grew in Australia in the euro area. And while I think cash still has plenty of legs, there are some headwinds that you need to be aware of for the future. Now, the next con is theft. Let's face it, ATMs are filled with money. This makes them an appetizing target for thieves. Having appropriate safety features and ATM insurance can help mitigate these risks. You can also focus on safer locations, but that might be a challenge given the user base of most ATMs. Next is competition. ATM routes are actually pretty competitive. When you are scouting around, you're likely to find many locations are already being serviced. Now, of course, you may be able to offer a location owner a better deal, but someone else can just come in behind you and do the same thing you just did. To protect your own business, you'll want to make sure you have a good business partner and that you are a good business partner so that those folks you're working with will reject competitors' deals because they like working with you so much. Now, next is you know the startup process. We talked about that. It can be a challenge. It takes time to scout locations and talk with business owners. It takes some money to purchase machines and stock them. And banks are actually kind of hesitant to open bank accounts for ATM businesses due to regulatory pressures. Some smaller banks and credit unions may be more receptive to this, but Just keep in mind, the lack of a bank account could just stop your business completely before you even get started. Now, once you get started, it takes time to stock those machines if you choose to do so yourself to maximize those profits. You can make this more passive by contracting it out, or you can maximize profits by putting more of your own time in. Now, the last con is regulations. ATM businesses fall under Regulation E of federal law for general rights, liabilities, and responsibilities. They are also impacted by the Bank Secrecy Act, which is designed to prevent money laundering. As such, your bank may perform due diligence on your business due to their requirements in following the law. Rules around the adoption of EMV, or chip-enabled technology, can impact you as well, placing the liability for fraudulent transactions on your machine in your hands. You should probably just make sure your machines are EMV-enabled to avoid this problem altogether. And of course, 
there are state and local regulations to consider as well. Now the pros. Low starting costs. New ATMs are around $25 to $3,500, as mentioned earlier, and starting your own business entity is relatively inexpensive. Money that is withdrawn from your ATMs are generally replenished the next business day into your bank account, so the turnaround is quick. But you can test this all out, this whole concept, for a very reasonable price. Next, there is strong profit potential here. Yes, for one ATM, the overall earnings are not high. But a handful of ATMs placed in high-traffic locations can pay themselves off quickly and yield solid income for the owner. There's also passivity to consider. ATMs can generate truly passive income once you get started and you outsource those components that are time and labor intensive. Repeat after me. Mailbox money is good. Mailbox money is good. All right. Next pro is independence. You have your own business that doesn't depend on licensing, continuing education, or massive overhead. Yes, you have to follow regulations, but it's not too challenging to do that, especially if you're using a full-service ATM processor. And lastly, growth opportunities. You can always buy more machines and find more locations for them. Cities are growing every day. New businesses open all the time. The possibilities are nearly limitless. Now, this is all well and good, but Maybe you don't want to have your own business. Maybe you just want to invest without worrying about the hassle of all this. You understand that ATMs can be lucrative, but you're looking for another avenue to invest in them. That leads me to my last option, ATM funds. Now, ATM funds were actually my first introduction into the world of ATMs. The general idea is that the fund uses investor money to purchase ATMs that they place in prime locations across the country. The common numbers that I've seen are a fifty-two dollars to $54,000 investment minimum with cash-on-cash return over 20% and an internal rate of return of 14 to 15% over a seven-year investment time horizon. You also have the benefit of depreciation of between 35 to 100% of your investment over the first five years of ownership, which adds to the tax value of your investment. What you don't see generally talked about in these investments is the equity multiple. That's because, generally speaking, they just don't look that great. I've seen those numbers vary from 1.5 to 1.75x over seven years. In layman's terms, that means you don't even double your money in that seven-year time frame. And that's because these investments are more of a solid cash flow play for investors who are just looking for stability and they want to diversify their holdings and income streams. It doesn't make it a bad thing. It just makes it a different thing for people. So it it really depends on your own investment desires. So ATM funds aren't nearly as profitable as owning your own ATM business, but they are an option for those of you who really don't want to get your hands dirty in the business side of things. Now, after all that, I, I think that about covers it for this rabbit hole. You need to make sure to check out the show notes for a ton of links to help you in your journey. There are also quite a few books out there about starting your own ATM business, including The ATM Fastlane, How to Quit Your Job by Building Your Own ATM Empire by Sean Fine and Ryan Timberg, The A to Z Approach to the ATM Business, How to Earn Extra Income by Owning Your Own ATM by Philip Webb, ATM Business Startup, How to Make Money from Owning, Operating, Selling, and Marketing Automated Telemachines, Step-by-Step Guide to Earn a Great Passive Income by Brent Connolly. And finally, 
a book that's on a subject that I didn't really touch on today, How to Start a Bitcoin ATM Business, Creating a Business Inside of a Business by Edward F. Truitt. Now, many of you have probably already seen Bitcoin ATMs out there. They cost anywhere between $3,000 to $15,000 a piece, with their fees totaling $12 to $25 on average per transaction. It's a bit of the Wild West out there. And while I'm sure there is a lot of money to be made, I'm going to leave that research up to you for now. Now, that's going to do it for today's show. Just a reminder, if you're interested in learning more about the Luxury Rehabilitation Center investment that we have available at OnCall Capital, make sure you reach out to me at bobby at oncallinvestments.com. This is a great cash flow deal with the opportunity to get your capital back within two years and 4X your money in the next decade. Now, as always, I want to thank you for listening to the Plan B CRNA podcast. If you found value today, make sure you hit subscribe and give us a five-star review. The show only grows because of you. So make sure you share it with a friend, family member, or colleague to help them on their passive income journey as well. I also want to hear from you. If you have a question, comment, or rabbit hole topic that you'd like me to cover in an upcoming podcast, make sure you rate and review on your podcast player. I do check those all the time, and I cover those episodes in, in uh, I cover those questions in future episodes. If you'd like to know more about me and gain access to passive income opportunities, make sure to find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, or visit my website at www.oncallinvestments.com. This is Bobby Jones signing off. Until next time, be safe and take care of each other out there. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Plan B CRNA podcast. If you haven't already subscribed and reviewed the show, I'd be honored if you took the extra time. It really helps to expand our reach and get the word out about the show. If you're a CRNA who is interested in sharing your story on our podcast, I'd love to have you. Please email me at bobby at oncallinvestments.com for more information. This episode was brought to you by OnCall Capital. They are dedicated to helping providers like you develop passive income and generational wealth through investments in the apartment and alternative investment spaces. Feel free to check out their website at www.oncallinvestments.com and subscribe to their free educational email series. You can find OnCall Capital on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also check out our YouTube page where you'll find all of the show episodes along with other educational videos. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.